Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to How to Help Your Clients Achieve Their Therapy Goals, Five Tips for Goal Presentation to Enhance Client Compliance. And there's a video demonstration with this as well. So have you ever set a therapeutic goal for a client, had them agree to it, and then find they've done nothing at all about it at the next session. Okay, To escape from a problem, whether a burning building or a state of mind, a strategy is needed. Clear goal setting is vital when helping people in therapy. The mind needs a clear orientation, especially when it's all emotional, and a compelling blueprint fixed within consciousness of how things can be better in the future. But if the client doesn't try to reach those goals, or if they don't know where to begin, it all gets a bit trickier. So here's my quick and easy guide on how to set therapy goals your client feels motivated to achieve. 1. State the goal in positive terms. I never take goals for granted. Even when treating, say, a spider phobia, where you'd assume the goal was pretty self-evident, we'll still spend time clarifying their goal in positive terms. What do you want from this session? Okay. I don't want to feel terrified and sick when I see spiders. Okay, well, that would be a fair enough thing to say. But what kind of a blueprint is that? Imagine getting in a cab and telling the driver all the places you don't want to go, but he'd have, or she, would have no idea where to take you. People who lead fearful lives tend to waste time focusing on what they don't want or what they don't want to have happen in the future. Successful, fulfilled people focus on positive possibilities and work towards them. So instead you could say, okay, so what do you imagine it's going to be like to feel relaxed around spiders? Ah, now we're getting somewhere. We're beginning to gently steer our client away, not just from what they don't want, but towards their therapeutic destination. Two, therapy sculpture. Help your clients shape their goals. Someone who's been uh, negatively focused for a long time may find it quite difficult to suddenly start talking about what they do want because they're so used to focusing on what they don't want. For example, if someone's been depressed, they may be so mired in misery that any solution talk feels utterly alien to them. So here you might gently suggest desired outcomes. Wouldn't it be good to start to feel a little more energetic in the mornings? And if they concur, then you can start to mould this idea into a more specific goal. But, number three, don't leap the staircase. So I might ask someone to imagine a staircase with ten steps and suggest they wouldn't expect to leap up all the ten steps at once. But we can get going by starting to climb one step at a time. Breaking the goal down into manageable portions or chunks is a very valuable thing to do. If someone tells uh, you that they want to be happy, we need to unwrap this word and discover what this might equate to in practice. For example, does it feel, uh, does it mean feeling more energetic or enjoying sex again or socializing more or starting to play the piano again or rejoining the gym and doing regular exercise or sleeping well and so on? What does it actually mean? Okay, otherwise it's just a vague abstract word. So now we've broken down the vague and indistinct goal of being happier 
perhaps itself sculptured from not wanting to feel depressed, into specific concrete components that we can actually start to work towards. Four, sell the sizzle. The power of expectation is immense, so use it. Your words, your demeanor, your facial expressions all create expectation in other people. And if you can do this by artfully implying positive outcomes rather than bluntly stating them, then all the better. So tell people what to expect, how things will improve. Build future pictures using all their senses of how things will be better and happier in the future. As depression starts to lift, it's common for dreaming to decrease and therefore daytime energy to start to increase so that it's possible to do more again. Or you might say something like, when these fearful feelings calm down and recede, people often find themselves experiencing a marvellous sense of lightness and freedom. Five, can't wait to know. Curiosity is a huge motivator. Can therapists use curiosity to enhance their therapy? Find out next week. <laughs> but, but seriously, of course, you know, we can do that. We can use curiosity in therapy. Dr. Milton Erickson would use curiosity as a motivator all the time. He'd get people fixated on the possible course of their own potential. And I really don't know. And you can be very curious just how these new good changes are going to begin to show up in your life in rather surprising and delightful ways. So to sum up, your goal setting needs to be positively orientated, specific, and if necessary, broken down into manageable steps, compelling, so remember the sizzle, sell the sizzle, made more compelling through maximizing curiosity. Because in the words of Ella Wheeler Wilcox, one ship sails east and another west by the safe same winds that blow. Tis the set of the sails and not the gales that tells the way we go. And for extra help with goal setting with clients, have a look at the script I co-wrote called Stick to Your Goals. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Turrell of Uncommon Knowledge. And if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk, that's unk.com slash blog. Mm-hmm.